radio. You know what I mean? But no, this doctor was just like, no, beer has a lot of water in it. That's fine. <laughs> just don't drink too many of them. And I was like, what a cool doc. I want to party with this doc. I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to OD with this doc. I know. So hey, that doc, he could bring I'm me sure back. you got that good drugs. <laughs> Next time you throw a raver at your fucking mansion in like New Hope. <laughs> I want to OD there. with this doc. He, know, he knows where to put the needle to wake me up. <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Bros. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. It's been two weeks, two weeks since you've heard Jay's voice, but he is back, baby, because he wasn't going to miss this review. We are only going to be doing the review for Spider-Man No Way Home. Uh, believe me, I would. That there's Jay's already told me a ton of stuff that he's seen that he wants to talk about. I've seen some new stuff that I want to talk about. The, the problem is... I am short on time uh, for editing this. A, I want to get this episode out as quickly as I can um, because this is the hot new-ish and I'd like to get it to your ears as quickly as possible. But really, the reason is I am fucking beat. And not beat from work, not beat from this or that or just life or anything. I got COVID, y'all. Me and Jay are recording remotely, which we hate doing, but um, we like we like to be in person. We like to have these conversations in person. But I got the Rona. Um, you know, my daughter uh, brought it to me. Uh, it's not her fault. Her in our state, the the governor said that it was up to the school district whether they would require masks or not. Her school decided that they weren't going to require masks. And that very week, she contracted COVID, brought it to my house, gave it to me. Lauren doesn't have it. My baby, you know, baby Grayson doesn't have it. Just me. I'm the only one that got hit. Swamp leeches, everybody. Check for swamp leeches and pull them off. Nobody else got hit? I'm the only one? What's the deal? It is what it is. Uh, so <laughs> if my voice sounds weird, uh, I apologize for that. But I, I, I am fighting an illness. I went the entire week without working. And that's not because, like, I, I wish I was asymptomatic. But... I, at one point, had 102 fever on Tuesday and Wednesday. I'm sorry, on Wednesday and Thursday. And it was, like, to the point where, like, one of those things where, like, I could barely move. And, um, like, without, without, like, being too, like, dramatic about it, it was like uh, Cameron in in, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I'm dying. <laughs> when oh, yeah. Cameron was in Egypt's land, let my Cameron go. That's that's how I felt, though. I literally felt like like I was dying, and I had a, a promise to myself that if my fever got to 103, I was going to the ER. I was going to, to do something to. about it. Yeah. Luckily, you know, uh, 24 hours later, you know, Friday comes and my fever is down to a manageable 99 and uh, work was very much like you are coming back to work. And I was like, I still don't feel great. And they're like, no, 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 you're coming back to work. And I was like, I'm coming back to work. Uh, so I'm, I'm not I, I'm not at work. I'm working from home. So uh, if I sound weird, uh, you may hear some of the... <coughs> 
the coughing and stuff like that. You might hear that throughout this episode. I apologize. I'm going to do my best to to cut out all I'm going to my... do my best to not be funny because if I make Dave laugh, yeah, it's just laugh, <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it triggers. Laughing is honestly what gets it going. Like, I, I barely cough. I don't have, like, that that dry, raspy cough or anything like that that a lot of people report with having having uh, COVID. But what, what I do get is, like, when I start laughing, like, I, I feel like everything in my lungs, like, starts to shake up and then it's just like... <laughs> And I start just hacking up everything that's in there. And then, of course, I just spent the past uh, two days spackling and sanding uh, uh, my our, our office where, you know, our recording studio because we had an electrician come in and he was like, don't worry. He's like, I'll spackle. It'll look great. You know, all you got to do is paint when I'm done. And I was like, great. He left and it looked absolutely awful. Like it was bad. So I had to redo it. Uh, and I had to spend Saturday and Sunday doing that. I actually just finished painting today, and I'm getting ready to put all the stuff back up on the walls. So uh, there's a little bit of behind the scenes. Dave almost died. Not really, but uh, I felt like shit. And Welcome to the club. <laughs> yeah. and uh, But I really wanted Jay to be on for this episode because Jay was up and down on Spider-Man No Way Home. The first trailer, Jay was on it. We did our breakdown. He was like, I'm excited for this. I like this. The second trailer comes out, and Jay was like, hmm. I agree. I know. I was not. I was not into it. I, I, I thought it was too much uh, revealed um, and shown. And also, it just seemed like a mess. It just it was a messy trailer for me. After seeing it, though, do you think that do, do you think that that trailer gave away too much? Do you still think it gave away too much? You know, I, think I don't. I, I think there's a lot of surprises that, that came I, in here. I agree with that. I agree with that. I still think that they mostly did it for the purpose of there was only so much they can hide. They had to leak a little bit more. I think they did it because um, think I think of it was a mixture the- of that. Think of all the conversations that happen around this movie. Think of all the the fan theories. Think of all oh, the sure, YouTube sure. videos, the TikToks, the the the, the user generated content that that is free advertising for for MCU and 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 for Sony. Think of all the conversations that these two trailers that they dropped, the two main trailers that they dropped for it. Think of all the conversations that generated. And that's what I always go to. Like, that is what marketing is these days. When you have these big franchises, you you put out just enough to for for those content creators to sink their teeth into and it's just free marketing from there because i couldn't turn on youtube without someone's theory and breakdown of what was going to be happening in this movie and i don't even follow like that many people that that do that type of stuff right because i do it myself so i i don't want to be colored by like what other people say and do and those things i kind of like to you know come original you got to come original all entertainers come original anyway sorry (laughs) i am blown away though as far as how much out there is spoiled not just with verbiage but like photos and like TikToks, well, Jay, all I told kinds you, of spoilers already this I told weekend. You, it, it's a good thing that I got COVID after I saw this movie because I wouldn't have been able to get to the theaters to see it. I, I, I would have had to tell you we have to wait until until my my, my uh, quarantine's lifted and I could go to the theaters to see it. Well, yeah, luckily you were, you were there. After, yeah, you were there like night one. I mean, it yeah. was right before, you know, 
you had a good right buffer before, before honestly, you started seeing symptoms and everything. And this is so something this is good. something that I have to apologize for. Um, uh, I, I probably had it when I was at the theaters. I just didn't know I had it. Well, just like anybody. Yeah, because symptoms didn't How, come how is anybody going to know? So, yeah, I mean, it's the whole thing. Like, you're not going to go out if you feel like shit. No, you no know? but I felt fine. It was exactly, the next day. Exactly. I saw it on Wednesday. So it was the next day that I started like feeling like, I was like, oh, man, I'm, this is bad. The, the, the thing about it was like the next day after I saw it, when people were, were going to the theaters and seeing it, I went on the YouTube and right on the front page was a picture that was a hundred percent spoiler. Like the this person's the, the the thumbnail for their video was a massive, massive spoiler for anybody who hadn't seen it. And it was right there on my front page. So if, fucked up. If I hadn't seen it, I would have been spoiled. And I can't imagine like Lauren saw it uh, a few days after me. She just saw it on Saturday. And I had to tell her, like do not go on Facebook. Do not go on Instagram. Do not go on Twitter. Do not go on YouTube. I, do I not know, go on TikTok. and and, it, and you and, and you helped me with that too because like I I kind of was trying to stay away from it as well. But like once you told me that you saw like a real big spoiler after the fact right there, I was like, okay, it's going to yeah, be pretty bad. It was there, and it makes sense because this was a shit show of movie. The box office broke uh, unbelievable records. It's just mind boggling to me, even during COVID. Especially in in these, so in these, it just goes to show. Times. It just goes to show. <laughs> there's so much power behind absolutely, Spidey. absolutely. So uh, I mean, let's let, let, let's get into it. Uh, let's 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 start let's start getting into the into the movie. This is going to be our spoiler free part. We'll we'll then jump over and do spoilers later on. Truth is, I accidentally brought those dangerous people here. <laughs> the world, if you're watching, wish me luck. Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man could really use him. When you botched that spell where you wanted everyone to forget the Peter Parker Spider-Man, we started getting some visitors. They're a danger to our universe. Look, there has to be another way. Don't do this. I have to try. What have you done with my machine? Do I know you? You want to play games? You're not gonna take this away from me. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Do it. I, I think first off, the marketing for this movie was great. I always like talking about marketing because I think it's I think it's pretty key. It, it um, is important. Like, I mean, you can look at you like I talked about it a lot during our Raccoon City review um, where I think Raccoon City would have done a whole lot better for Sony if they marketed right. But I think Sony knew that they had a garbage fire, you know, a, a dumpster, a dumpster fire on their hands. And they were just like, let's market it to to on the Internet more so than on television, more so, you know, let's let's market it to the nerds and not so much to the normies. And that's what they did with Raccoon City. They wanted to get the nerds out there to see it. With Spider-Man, it was like, let's fucking carpet bomb everything, right? Like, I couldn't watch football. I couldn't watch daytime television. I couldn't even watch, like, you know, CNN news programming without seeing Spider-Man. When I logged in onto my, onto my Amazon Fire TV, the first thing, the banner at the top of it was, like, in theaters, 
Wednesday. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. only available in theaters. And it took up like, like half of my fucking television screen. I had to scroll down. Like, they put so much money behind the marketing for this. And that's not, I mean, obviously it paid off in absolute dividends because there are a lot of I, yeah, people Yeah, but with I'm also a little surprised by that because I didn't think they even needed to. No, they didn't, Jay. But you got to remember, there's a lot of people whose heads are in the sand right now when it comes to movies. Like, there's there may be a lot of people who enjoyed going to, to movies get people before. excited to go right. to the theaters. Right. That there, makes there, sense. There that may have been sense. people who have been like excited, like you know, who used to go out to a couple movies a year, who were like, you know, our movie's still going on right now, and it's like, yeah, there's a new Spider-Man out. And it's like, oh, I'll go see that. You know what I mean? Like, where if you told them like, yeah, there's a new Resident Evil out, they go, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> I'll wait for DVD. Exactly. Exactly. There's the, the, there's a lot of that going on in the theater system. I can't system even right say now. that anymore. It's actually streaming, not even it's DVD. It's streaming. Right. Right. And there's a lot of things like that that I just noticed that are like on streaming like 3 weeks after. Like uh last night uh oh, I'm sorry. Um yeah, last night in Soho is was was on Amazon Prime already. It's it's available. Yeah. On streaming. And that was like 3 weeks after you saw it, Jay. I was like, "Wow, I could watch that right now." You still have to pay. Still have to pay 19.99, you know, but yeah. I'm doing it from home, and that's always yeah. my preferred yeah. my preferred way. But however, I will say this: like Spider Man, I think like theater is like it's, oh, it's, it's necessary. Dude. Dolby was yeah, Dolby, Dolby was the experience. I, I I loved the Dolby experience for this movie, and I I I want to go again. Um, and I want to go with you. Actually, I think it'd yeah, be a lot of fun well, to go with you, you after you after, after you're you're all good. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that because it's definitely worth a rewatch. For oh no, sure. this, this movie's sure. worth a rewatch. There's there are so many, and we'll, we'll get into some of like the Easter eggs and stuff like that. Believe me, this isn't going to be one of those things where like I point out you know every little thing like hey this license plate says ASM 193 and that's the first appearance of the Sandman in Amazing Spider-Man by Marvel. No, I'm not. That's not what our Easter egg section is going to be. We're going to talk about cool things like things that me and Jay thought were like really funny and callbacks and stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I think, yeah, I, th- I think like this is something that this is one of those movies like Endgame where your your enjoyment of the movie is enhanced by having people around you. By 100%. Your because the audience it's, uh, reaction... To be honest, it's just like Endgame. That's yeah. the only thing I can compare it to. It was a very much like Avengers Endgame. Yeah, because experience. there's... I remember seeing Avengers Endgame, and there was that moment where, like, you know, they kill Thanos, and sorry, spoilers for Endgame, I guess. Uh, but, like, they kill Thanos, and then, like, it, it it goes to black, and they realize that the Infinity Stones were destroyed. They can't bring everybody back. What the fuck are they going to do? It goes to black, and it just says, five years later and literally my entire theater went (gasps) like it was it wasn't like a loud gasp no one like gasped really loud but it was just 200 people all like lightly gasping at the same time and like that little thing is like like if lets you like everyone's feeling the same thing at the same time and and like you, you you feel like you're in a community that you belong to and stuff like that like everybody else gets it you get it along with them and it feels great it feels great especially coming out of you know a year and a half where we spent so much time away from people so much time away from from having that ability 
to to have like that 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 group mentality like where everybody feels right i mean sure we've we've had some group mentalities <laughs> um a lot of them were were riots uh, a lot of them were protests and stuff like that uh but this is different you know it, it, it's it, it feels it feels right to to just be in a theater and everybody feels that same emotion at the same time and has the same reaction and it's just it, it feels so good to be there and have that feeling um, you know, even so th- that's something that like I miss, you know, if, if I watched it from home, if this was available on, on home video. So, well, it's just, you know, cause this movie had so much fun and happiness and, uh, emotion. I mean, tears, laughter, excitement. I mean, there was every, everything. It hit all the marks. Right. Right. And, and, and so many surprises if you manage to stay spoiler free going into it and i can say this like yeah i know that there were set photos leaked and stuff like that and i got spoiled on on one reveal and i was pretty sure about two other reveals and stuff like that however not knowing the ins and outs of all of it you know hearing hear hearing you know the dialogue and how it how it fits into the story and stuff like that none of that stuff i knew and they knocked it out of the and park. And the execution. Stuff. Yeah, the execution. You know, really, because the execution was surprising. So uh, let's... It way, we'll get into it. Let's get into it. Yeah, so, yeah, uh, let's get into it. So how did the bad guys get here? He screwed off a spell trying to get you into college. Wait, what? I thought it was the MIT lady you saved. Uh, no, that was after. Listen, let's just focus on the good news, okay? No, let's just focus on the bad news. As of now, you have detected zero multiversal trespassers, so get on your phones, scour the internet, and Scooby-Doo this So Spider-Man No Way Home picks up minutes after Far From Home ended, and we get the J. Jonah Jameson, Spider-Man is Peter Parker, and then, of course, he has to then whisk MJ away from large crowds uh, and go on the run from the authorities briefly, uh, and the knowledge that Peter Parker is Spider-Man begins to affect his friends and family's lives, which causes him to seek, which causes Peter Parker to seek out Doctor Strange and look for a fix for this problem he asked for everyone to forget that peter parker is spider-man and he that he asked him to cast a spell that will allow that to happen after tampering with the spell adding this person and that person into the equation for remembering and and or forgetting that he is spider-man the spell uh winds up becoming broken uh which allows dimensional rips to occur throughout Spider-Man's universe, which allow villains who, according to Doctor Strange, know that Peter Parker is Spider-Man to come through. Peter Parker and Doctor Strange must team up to capture these villains and get them back to the universes that they came from. However, the difference between Peter Parker and Doctor Strange is Doctor Strange doesn't care what happens to those villains when they get back to their universes. Peter Parker does. This puts these two at odds and Dr. Strange and Spider-Man must then part ways and Peter Parker, Spider-Man must find a new way to help the villains that have arrived in his universe and get them back to their universes, ending the dimensional rift and still 
get into college <laughs> by the end of the movie. <laughs> like, and, and that's one of the things that I love about this movie is like, that's one of the things I love about these, the, these three movies uh, for Spider-Man is, you know, the, the first movie they, they take these mundane, not, not mundane, but these type of like, you well, know, real life high school yeah, problems or issues teenage, or topics. And, and that's what Spider-Man's always been. But like these, these teenage situations that you and I or anyone else ever has, has ever dealt with, but also adds in the element that he's Spider-Man to them. Like if you think about the first one, he asks a girl that he likes to the homecoming dance, right? And then he meets her dad, which is something that like you and I have dealt with going to prom, meeting the girl's dad and stuff like that. It's super stressful. He's kind of aggro. You never know how to feel. Yeah, and then of when Spider-Man does, it it's the fucking bad guy <laughs> you know what i mean like it's the big sure. bad it's the villain it's the dude with giant fucking vulture wings like that's who I'm, I'm taking his daughter to the dance like i i i love how they take like these mundane teenage things and then spin it into the spidey world and then you know in the second one it's just telling the girl that you like that you know that that you like them but then having to deal with like the kind of cooler better looking guy grabbing all of her attention you know what i mean like have you haven't you ever like gone on a field trip and like that's wanted, the worst right but like you go on a field trip and you're like man field trip's gonna be great i'm gonna sit next to let's just you know call her stacy i want to sit next to stacy and like i'm gonna sit and then you go to get on the bus and it's like man stacy you want to sit with me and i, she's I prefer like, stacy's mom but yeah. <laughs> she's got it going got on <laughs> anyway <laughs> Stacy, can't it's you see? The first see? thing that You're came to my mind is like, God me. damn it. <laughs> anyway, uh, so, <laughs> but, uh, but you know what I mean? Like that—that's what it is. This love triangle thing. Peter likes Peter likes MJ. MJ maybe likes him. You know what I mean? It's it's that anxiety of uh, of of high school, that of teenage uh, chemistry and romance and exactly. attraction. Like, nobody knows. A lot of the kids just don't know what to do with it. You know. This time around, they're 17 and they're getting into college. And that is the big crux, right? Like, they, they, they all talk about the school that they want to go to. They're all applying for it. They all want to get it. And because of this Spider-Man thing, it gets in their way. And that's what leads Peter down this path. And I remember applying for colleges when I was a junior and a senior and stuff like that. Not getting into this college or that college, the college that I wanted to and everything. And... Um, I, I remember the feeling that you felt and, and like the, the, you know, I gotta be able to do something. You know, I gotta be able to change something. There must be something I can do. That's where Peter is. And it's like, I, I can resonate with that feeling. And I think that's what they've done so much better than the, than the previous two, uh, Spider-Man franchises have done is like to really make me to, to, to essentially take it to that John Hughes level. And yeah. I think like you know the, the the director of these movies that that's always been the way they approach them is like this is if John Hughes made a Spider-Man movie and which I is the, a genius take. Yeah. And I think the first An hour approach. of this movie is that. It, sure. Like, that's what it feels like if John Hughes wrote like a hey we're all trying to get into a college type thing but we added Spider-Man into it. Um but I will say like the first hour kind of is my big problem with this movie um, it's it's i think it's everyone's everyone's aware that that it's it's, it's one weak. of the bigger crux i mean it's they, weak. It's, all, it's, yeah. it, it's there's it's, it's fun to be back with the characters right but a lot of times there is a lot of extended time it, wasted time with these say, characters. it's it's weak until uh, things in the going. fact that the editing is what really bothered me like i think 
I, th- I think it's a lot of choppy editing. It, you, you you're jumping from from this scene to that scene. You know, um, you know, w- one minute like he's got a letter, the next minute he's he's he, he's in the diner with with MJ and Ned, and they're right. opening their letters and right. stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and in in the very next scene, he's he's seeing Doctor Strange, and the whole caper is kicking off. You know what I mean? It's it's I. I just wasn't in love with the first hour of this movie. I love the interaction. I love the idea of this of this first part. But the, the filmmaking itself and the yeah, editing I choices. Think I, I, honestly, I understand what you're saying. I do. I honestly think this first, the, like not even like the first, like this first, this first like 20 minutes, like we really could have taken some time to really check in with our main characters a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like I. I, I think there would have been uh, ample time here for us to really get a feel for their for for their emotions, for their attitudes and stuff like that. I, I think it's shown very well, well but I don't think I get I mean, a lot of you yeah. Because what 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 do we get? We got like some clo- like close up mm-hmm. slow mo stuff with all the kids at the school recording them, the teachers acting goofy, like like stuff that. I, oh no! There's you know, there's a scene with JB Smooth that I absolutely loved. Well, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was it was charming. It was fun. <laughs> I loved it. and Hannibal Buress uh, make returns and stuff like that. I I do really like that scene. I think that scene's pretty damn good. But uh, um, you know, I, I just I I really feel like we we went from where we were in in Far From Home, and we just. We got this story started so quickly. I feel like I didn't get to catch up with with Peter and how this situation is is uh, resonating with him. him. Yeah, right. Until I, I late, think I understand. I understand what you're saying, but I'm I'm actually more curious to see how, if I pick up on that more in my second viewing. True, because it didn't. It did not bother me. I'll I'll, I'll be honest. I I recognized it. I did. You know. I know what you're saying. But it did not bother me. I I don't know if it was just because I really well, the trailer enjoyed... showed you a lot of cool shit, and you wanted to get to the cool. Yeah, shit. I guess and I this was movie just got excited you to the to cool be... shit pretty quickly. So true, like, true. It, it, it it never kept you uh, bored. You know, no, there was always things going on. It's a minor negative for the movie, and really, it's my only negative. Like that's it. Uh, like, I, my I have one other one. Okay, and, right. and it's no spoiler. It's what you already described. It's 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 his conflict. With Doctor Strange, as far as the villains going back to their their own world, uh, which essentially sets up the whole third act. <laughs> but it, it does. Well, I mean, Doctor Strange is a very is a, he's a very pragmatic man. You know what I mean? Like, I, he's, I kind of am too, in some degree. And in this choice, I am. Like, I was remember he was a surgeon. Doctor Strange. He, he was a surgeon, side. right? So, so when there's a cancer, you cut it out. Oh, I understand. You, you don't concern yourself with what happens to the cancer after you cut it out. Well, sure, sure, but I, I, I was more like, I, I did, I was not behind Spider Man on, on that decision at all. So, that, oh, that, really? That was, See, I was opposite. Oh, yeah. I was opposite. I was no, not, I, I was team Team Doctor Strange on that. Right. I yeah. mean, I, I understand. I understand the argument. Like the let this let the fate lie between their world with their at Spider-Man or whatever it is in that world. You just leave it separate. You know, you don't keep tampering with the shit. Right. You know, but he's the, trying to fix what Jay, already got screwed up. Jay, the button, the button was in Spider-Man's hands. 
So let's put yourself in this scenario, given what we're talking about. Um, and for the, okay. those, of you, those of you who saw the movie, obviously, you know what I'm talking about. Those who, who have not really a spoiler. I'm, I'm not going to spoil like, it. Yeah. It's kind of a spoiler. But uh, let's say let's say you're the guy who has to drop the bomb on, on Japan, right? Undoubtedly, by dropping the bomb, you are saving hundreds of thousands of American lives because the Japanese empire was going to fight to the last man, woman, and child alive. And that's that, that was their decree. And the United States was going to have to do that and kill civilians who were going to arm themselves to fight the military. It was already happening and stuff like that. So by dropping the bomb, you, you are potentially ending that, the suffering of hundreds of thousands. But to do it, thousands have to die could you make that decision because that's what dr strange is asking spider-man to do he's asking him to push the button and end lives to save other lives sure but uh, you know spider-man still has got to be another way there's got to be another way i'll figure it out there's got to okay, be a exactly. way and that's what spider-man said there's another way i'll figure it out all right right yeah. And that's that's what it was. He, he I, he's, I'm more he's like, not logical. I'm a, I'm a, he's emotional, big, but Doctor Strange, I, he's logical. I know. I, I, and, and and as much as of, of an emotional person, I am in, in many ways. Like in that kind of realm, um, it's Spock I'm, versus I'm, Kirk. I'm, baby. I'm, I'm logical. I'm logical. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hear you. But like, I'm I I just you know I'm more of a greater good person, like the big picture person, especially when it comes to large decisions like that. I'm I I, I think more big picture. Jay, who's who's tattooed on my arm? What symbol? <laughs> what symbol's tattooed on my arm? The shield, baby. That's Captain right. America. And what did Captain America say in Infinity War? We don't trade lives. We say Come lives. on, man. Come on, man. We don't trade lives. I'm with Spider-Man on this one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I don't want to. We're kind of getting a little bit too spoilery here. Uh, but I mean, other than that, man, I think like the the, the way they introduce they, they introduce these these characters from from the previous franchises and stuff like that. They do it in a way that it's it's both it's both funny and it's jarring for Peter, but it's also true to those characters and where they came from, which I. I find you know the first two that we see are, are 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 Doc Ock and and Green Goblin, which are the ones we see in the trailer for the most part. And I gotta say, man, like performances in this movie, like seamless. I fuck like it, it's like Alfred Molina from twenty years ago. Set from they they from, haven't skipped a beat. Yeah, he walked off set of Spider Man Two and walked right into here in twenty twenty one. It was just like it's like he did nothing else. It's like he just stayed in that Doc Ock character, and it was so good. It was it it felt so right. And Willem Dafoe, my fucking god, I love it. And and they do so much to to pay tribute to what came before in that but also like be funny and, and and nostalgic and referential like there's a moment where he looks at peter and he goes you know what i'm somewhat of a scientist myself and i was like ah, <laughs> he said it he said the fucking he said the meme he said the meme and i was just a fucking silly kid like clapping my hands and laughing going ah, he 
he said the thing. He did it. He did the thing. And I loved it. And I loved it. And, and some people may think it's cheesy, but I don't fucking no, care. No, no, no. It I works. I fucking loved no, it. That, that, that works. <laughs> I'm that somewhat works. of a scientist myself. And then, like, even Doc Ock, you know, chewing up the scenery with, like, the power of the sun and the palm of my hand. And I was like, oh, precious tritium. Get it, baby. I love it. I fucking loved it. Absolutely loved it. So you, you get this nostalgia bomb for people like you and me. But like, I wonder like how many, I don't want to say kids, but like how many younger people in the audience have been like, you know, I've only seen those original Spider-Man movies once or not at all. Like, I have a good go, feeling that maybe that is true. They're going to go back and they're going to check those out, man. I know. I know. I know. And, and you it's should very, because Sam Raimi's fucking Spider-Man was awesome. It was just the, the, the first two. It was. Just, the first two. It was just absolutely phenomenal. And, and you know, when we get to our scoring and stuff like that, I got a question for Jay. I want to see if he aligns with me on this or not. But we'll get to it. All that stuff was great, man. And, you know, it, it's so hard to talk about this movie without spoiling it. But, you know, we get we, we get to our climactic third act and the, the kids are Scooby-Dooing this shit, uh, which I was very happy that the line is Scooby-Doo this shit and not Scooby-Doo this crap. Um, you know, it, it, J- Jay was like, I don't even understand the line. It's because they're meddling kids, Jay. They're meddling kids. <laughs> and, Thank you, and, David. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that, that's the entire point of the line. But you know, we, we, we get to this climax and they're. You know, the third act is where all the emotion starts, right? The you know the, the first act is all set up. The second act is all nostalgia. The third act is all payoff, and it almost becomes a whole different movie. It's just it's just I'm all being payoff serious. and Think emotion. It. Fuck, it is yeah. just emotion after emotion, and I'm and I don't even mean like the same emotion man we go from we go from we go from loss to humor to anger to to vengeance to acceptance to you know even even in the final in the final moments just like reminder of what it means to be spider-man you know g- mm. going back to that to that the into the spider first thing like no matter how many times spider-man gets knocked down he gets back up and by the end of this movie, Tom Holland's Spider-Man gets the fuck back up and keeps yeah. going. And, you know, it... it and it, for me, Tom Holland delivering the best performance I think that I've ever seen him. Tom Holland, like, do. everybody killed it in this movie. I don't want to talk about some of the people that are in this movie and say who, who really killed it. That's like a spoiler thing. But, uh, you know, obviously I already said Willem Dafoe killed it. Um, I, I, I think Alfred Molina killed it. I think Tom Holland killed it. I think all right, well, Tomei right, well, killed it. That. But uh, it's, it's one of those things where, like, I think across the board for the most part, well, maybe in the spoilers we'll get into some maybe people who didn't, perhaps, if you had that. But I really didn't. I, I thought everybody. Are you talking it. about the relationship between Thomas Hayden Church's? Uh, well, I'm just Sandman trying to be. And, I'm just and, trying to be cautious. Jamie Foxx's Max Dillon. Because I, I, yeah, I was actually not a huge fan of Jamie Foxx. So, so like, I thought the, he was too much Jamie Foxx, and not people are of two character. minds of that. Like some people really like the this evolution of Max Dillon, and other people are like, "Well, I understand. Is this, it. Is this even I, the same Max Dillon I, from from right. Amazing Spider-Man? I understand too. it, but the problem is. They're completely different characters. They are. And he's playing them completely differently. And exactly. we could talk about that and break down and stuff like so. that. He's playing it completely differently than he did before. And that's I, I think that's okay because it so kind much of stuff, works because they kind of right. re- wrote it that way. 
you know, so to much get of the away stuff from the Amazing Spider-Man Two, like uh, so much of the stuff from the Amazing Spider-Man universe that gets thrown into this, I I feel like is Sony's apology, and also like you know, like we we get it, it it wasn't what we all wanted it to be, and it, it could have been, it should have been, and we're gonna fix it all right here, and they do. They give us payoffs for a lot of the stuff that was left on the table for they Amazing do. Spider-Man universe. And it's like, by the time it was over, I was like, I I felt good about that franchise more so than I did when I was watching it. You know, like I, I feel more ap- apologetic about it. Sure. So if Sony's looking for some back end DVD sales. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> People are going to be buying it. Uh, but Jay, uh, it, it's really tough to talk about this without getting into spoilers. So let's give it a score, man. Um, is this, before we give it our, our letter grades, is this better than the best Spider-Man movie to date? It's not well, better than, it, hold on, it's not better than Into the Spider-Verse. That's the best Spider-Man movie, bar none. Sorry, that's that's still the best one, Into the Spider-Verse. Um, is this better than Spider-Man 2, though? I would have to rewatch it. Oh, I just I, I just rewatched Spider Man Two. Did too. you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it is not. Spider Man Two still edges this out slightly. I I want to say this beats it for me. Okay. All right. Man, I, what, I, what is your letter just, grade then? Mine's a solid A. All right. Mine. Mine. I, I think. I think that makes sense. Then mine's an A minus. Yeah. I. Yeah really loved this movie i really enjoyed it from start to finish um like i said it hit all the emotions for me i was fucking you know in a sold out theater i'm sitting next to fucking strangers and i'm fucking crying (laughs) and and, you know and like you know in a fucking spider-man movie and 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 i'm laughing and i'm surprised and i'm cheering you know and and it stuck to the core of Spider-Man to me, I think. And and I think it did a really good service to Spider-Man and yeah, franchise of Spider-Man. And I think also it was just, you know, it, it hit all the marks. It just packed the punch. The, the fucking acting was phenomenal in all the right ways. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I It I, delivered I, I, on I just, a lot of promises. It delivered I, on a lot. I, of I was blown away. I was I was really blown away. And to be honest, I haven't had that kind of experience in a movie theater since Endgame, and that's and and that's, for, for various reasons. Jam, right there with you. I think this is the best theater experience you'll have since Endgame. And I think you and I have put the Endgame theater experience on a pedestal, which is why I kind of started this episode off talking sure. about how I felt in the theater watching Endgame. Sure, because like that that's how I felt watching this movie, and I haven't had that previously. You know, I mean, a little bit with Ghostbusters Afterlife, a little bit, but it, there, there's not the same fervent. Fandom it's just a whole different category. It's a whole different category. It is. Yeah, it is. You know, I, I, while watching Afterlife, there was a few old heads in the theater that were right there with me. You know what I mean? Like they, they were picking up what was being put down. Like I was picking up what was being put down. But most of the younger generation in the audience, they weren't picking that shit up. You know, it, it was it, it was a few people reacting the way I was reacting in Afterlife. Here, everybody was reacting, and it was it was glorious. I loved I loved it, and I, I think seeing it with an audience raises it a little bit. You know what I mean? If I just watched this at home, I might not have gotten that same experience, but I did get that experience, and I'm I'm happy that I did. So, um, I I you know I 
I, my A minus really only comes from like the 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 beginning of the movie. Um, I I think I think that there was it was kind of a a weak jump off point, and also I'll get into it in spoilers. But like where we go from here, I'm not sure. But I kind of worry that like because of new things, you know that that th- 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 some new contracts, some new things that have come to light. I think very quickly the way this movie ends is going to be resolved in a way that doesn't that that kind of cheapens that that, that it, it kind of cheapens how this movie you know I understand what you're and, saying yeah, I do yeah. I do understand how what this you're movie saying. ends I, you know I I, I I feel like it's gonna it's gonna be resolved so quickly that it kind of it, it kind of negates the gravitas that I felt throughout this movie so um, that I I can't really get into it too much but like I can very easily see the mcu like the next time we see spider-man just being like oh that yeah no big deal barely an inconvenience we we here here's the solution to that problem done (laughs) and then that's gonna make me feel some kind of way because i i kind of feel like the way this movie end it it feels right It, it it feels right and it just left me feeling good bad sad you know, a lot of different ways, but it was an ending. And I, I, I hope that like there's consequences for this movie moving forward. And given some of our end credit stuff, it seems like there's going to be. So with that being said, Jay, let's get into spoilers. Spider-Man. Whoa. What the? I'm Spider-Man. Dare you point at me? You you were pointing first. Rude to point. You're being very rude. You're not even believing what Which I'm saying. Which one pointed first? Spider-Man pointed first. Obviously. You're pointing at me right now as you say that. Look at you. I'm just pointing at your point. Look at your finger right now. Different than normal pointing. You are pointing. You haven't seen. You're accusing me of pointing while you're. All right. Biggest spoiler of them all. Is there more than one Spider-Man in this movie? Yeah, yeah, there definitely is, <sighs> and the way they are introduced, fuck man, I absolutely loved it. So <laughs> it's just so perfect. Ned getting the sling ring, the way and, it was all written out, it was so. And they and they 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 aware. added they added in the little bit where like Ned makes mention that like his family is is tied to magic a little bit like he mentions like you know he's like well i mean my grandmother always said like there was something you know there's there's magic in our family and stuff like that like you know and so like it, it gives us a little bit of a pass for the fact yeah. that he puts on a sling ring for the first time and starts and they do they do it enough where ned is not perfect at it where like i don't buy him as like you know the, no. the way People got he, upset he that Ray up. could use the force so easily he, he, in yeah, Star Wars. He, he never became like perfect at it. Right, he's not proficient. He, he was always messing up, even throughout yeah, all the way to it? the end. Sure, like, even at the end, it. he left it open so the fucking lizard got in, and you know all that shit. It, it reminded me of of Into the Spider Verse, where it's like this kid can turn invisible. God, do it. Show them. I can't do it right now. He can't do it right now. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it reminded me of that where it's like, yeah, he has this ability, but he's not proficient at it. He's he, he hasn't trained with it. He he hasn't done it. But it, it it's 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 a little thing that's left there and it's open to the to to to, to something to explore in the future. Anyway, um yeah, so when he first says like Peter Parker and they're all yelling at him and stuff like that and he starts running forward, I remember thinking like 
I don't know why, but that doesn't look like an MCU alleyway. <laughs> like, I, I don't, however you think about it, I don't know what an MCU alleyway looks like, but that didn't look like an it MCU alleyway. It was dark. Alleyway. It was dark. It was dark. Exactly. And and when he when when, and when he was running, you could just tell. Like I don't know if it was just because it was Andrew. Or oh. it was a different costume. I'm not sure. Can I but just I could say, tell right away I knew that's Andrew when Garfield's performance was, Andrew. was wow. my favorite wow. of the entire movie. Wow. He really came to fucking play. And not only that, they wrote it that way as I well. I think he had like, a lot a to lot make up for. And he a lot felt- to make up for, a lot of fun. I think it was smart to give him more well, to do than Toby because, you know. He always wanted to come back to do another one. And the whole he, email he scandal. He a little bit. Yeah, he yeah, got and, and, over and a little. And obviously, he wanted more money coming into a third one and stuff like that. And you I know, don't think that was the issue. Oh, no. That, that, was one of the, that was one of the issues. Andrew Garfield was signed on for two movies. He wanted more money to come in for a third and stuff like that, which absolutely you should because you're, you're, you're an actor. Uh, that That's is the not star. the reason why the movie didn't happen. That is not the reason that the movie didn't happen. That you're 100. percent So I the, wouldn't. I wouldn't be throwing out that. critical critic reaction and um, box office. Uh, you know, uh, early which box really wasn't for, all that bad. It wasn't but, bad, but it wasn't know. what Sony wanted. Correct uh, is what wound up making them say like, is is paying this guy more? You know, juice that's worth the squeeze. No. Uh, let's go back to the drawing board and stuff like that. But if you remember, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was setting up a lot of stuff for the Spider-Man franchise moving forward. Like, I mean, they they, they were setting up an entire Sinister Six movie, uh, a Black Cat movie. Uh, you know, they, they were setting up a lot, which now Sony is now going back to doing, you know, setting up these this this whole Spider-Man universe. But back then in 2014, they were looking to do that uh, and wound up not balking on it and signing this this deal with marvel and then doing the tom holland thing and stuff like that leaving leaving andrew garfield in the dust and stuff like that and i think he moved on well you know oh Um, no 100 percent. i mean he's gonna be probably potentially you know academy award nominee actor this year um so i didn't get the the review tick tick boom but uh i didn't love it but i loved him in it so <laughs> yeah, I I couldn't watch it. Uh, but anyway, it, it, you know the point is he's a fantastic actor. They all, all three of the guys are. You know they really are. But in their own way. But however, I do believe that uh, Andrew's more diverse. Oh, I he, think so he too. He could do a lot more. There's a lot of stuff where it's like I, I feel like Toby, Toby understood and, the um, assignment where Tom. he's like I'm here to be Toby Maguire Spider-Man and that's what I'm going to yes. do. Where I think Andrew Much Garfield, more adult, but also he is technically aged. Like oh, they he even, actually he even mentions that. like Hey, I I you know me and MJ found a way to make it work. Yeah, right. Like I I have a work life balance. Right. I have yeah. a Spider-Man. He's Peter an old Parker head. Balance. He's like and that's why I liked his performance. I was really respected it. Was it. It, was it was very understated. It was very adult. And I think they needed that. I think that was um, also great polish. Was the, all of know. their interactions with their villains. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I like that 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 that. You know, he got to take Doc Ock aside, and you know, and and he got to he 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 got to save uh, Tobey Maguire. Got to save Green Goblin at the end and stuff like that. Like I, I, I felt a connection between each of the Spider-Men and their respective villains, which I, I really yeah. liked. Um, and I really, I don't know why, but I really liked the moment where Max Dillon was just like, 
I always thought you were black. <laughs> and he was very disappointed that. Peter or, or there'd be at black. least a black one out here. Which or, also or is kind of a plot hole, right? Because all these villains Correct. came through because they knew that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. But Max Dillon doesn't know that Peter Parker's Spider-Man. He never found out in Amazing Spider-Man 2 that Peter Parker correct. was Spider-Man. Correct, correct, correct. And then also, um, you can't forget, you know, uh, Oh god, I'm blanking. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, Thomas god. A- Church? Andrew, no, Andrew saving MJ off the bridge. Oh, absolutely. That Holy was awesome. shit, that was great. That was, that great. was a beautiful sequence how that and, worked. And, and, and we a just bit got of 20 minutes how earlier emotional he was with that. Where he mentioned that like he lost he lost Gwen who was his MJ, you know, and he he lo- he lost her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he wasn't fast enough. He couldn't save her. And stuff, and like we 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 really get to delve into like the problems that each of them have, and then we also get to dive into like the humor too, because yeah, like like oh they're the, like blown away that like Tobey Maguire just like shoots webs out of his body, kind of, and they're like so like <laughs> how's this the only place the webs come out of? <laughs> <laughs> it was so good because <laughs> like, I started cracking up at that stuff. Point. All kinds of fun stuff that I just sprinkled in there, like like literally, like they peppered in so much great. It was good. Uh, verbal banter between the three of those guys. It was good. It was so beautiful. So I loved beautiful. it. Uh, all right, Jay. Uh, please tell me. I don't I mean. I don't want to say please tell, but like, did you have a problem with May's death? Like Aunt May dies. Did you have a problem with May's death at all? Um, I kind of felt like it was a bait and switch. No, I I was good with it. I, I see. I didn't um, like it. Like she gets hit by the goblin glider, and I was like, "Oh, that's got knives on it." So she she's probably going to be hurt. Then she was fine, and then all of a sudden she's not fine. She's dead. And well, I was like, she, "It was oh, adrenaline." Shit. She was stunned. She was bleeding out. She got sliced. Yeah, yeah. Her I whole mean, side of her body is probably sliced wide open. Uh, you know? would, and, but they don't show it, and that's exactly. the thing. Like and, you know what I mean? Like shows the blood. I think it was kind of the way that I think, the, I think the way the glider hit. And the way you, if you see the glider and you saw the way she got hit with that glider, you know she got fucked up. I think I think what's important about it is that while I didn't love the death, I, I, I didn't love the way that it happened and the way it was presented to me. I liked it because it, it brought gravitas to the say, fucking villain. I did like Toby's reaction. I'm sorry. I did like, uh, you know, Tom Holland's oh, of reaction. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I like the reaction that it caused, and I like the story points that it raised for us going forward. You know what I mean? So wh- where it's like, was it an earned death? Yeah, in that respect. Um, I But I still kind of felt like it was a little bit I, it, like I, I felt like it was a little bit like bait and switch you know, where where it was just like she gets hit. You're, and, and I was like, oh, my God, May is going to die. And then she gets up and she's like, come on, we got to go. And I was like, whew. She's fine. And then she's like, just falls to the ground. And I'm like, oh, shit. She's not fine. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, I felt like it was a little bit of trickery. It's not a knock on the movie. Believe me, it did not affect my letter grade for the movie at all. But for me, I was just like, what a bait and switch. Sandbagging son of a bitch. They killed her. I, th- I thought I, I really respected it. I loved it. I thought it was really realistic. And I thought it was a necessary arc. Uh, oh, it was franchise, 100%. and I think 100%. it was uh, well done. I thought I, I, I personally loved it. I had zero issue with it. I really did. I thought they handled it perfectly. I, I, I have the opposite take on it. I, I but someone else 
gets injured in the movie. At the end, when that when, I do okay, Tom I, Holland is about to kill is about to kill Green Goblin. He picks yeah. up the Goblin glider. He's about to impale Green Goblin with it. He's about to hit Willem Dafoe with it. He's fucking and, him up. He's and like Tobey Maguire he's stops him, the shit out of him, holds him back, and tells him, "No, you know this isn't the way." This blah 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 blah. And then, of course, in by stepping in, Green Goblin then stabs Tobey Maguire in the back and Tobey Maguire falls down and it's like this earn this moment I'm going to die to save you exactly Tom Holland and then he gets up and he goes are you okay and he goes yeah I've been stabbed before I'm fine and I was like wait a minute the fuck why do you get to live and may die <laughs> it, it, it was it was it was it was John Watts's issue he I understand. Fu- he fucked I that up. I felt like he that, that, up. that moment he have, cheapened May's death. Differently. I, you know what I, I mean? I, well, I, I, didn't, I agree with that in Him hindsight. brushing it off so easily. No, don't, don't get me wrong. He's a Spider-Man, so he, yes, he's physically... Yeah, the, but he, the way that he was laying All the physical there. changes So what he should like have that, done... But. This is all, Actually, I, I don't know exactly who to blame exactly, but they mishandled it. They yeah. shouldn't have laid there on like a hero's death, like on his back. That's what it felt like. The That's sun is shining it. from one side but if he was and lighting like, if he, one if side if of his face. If he just kind of groaned like, and like, kind of like, oh god, I'm getting too old for this shit. You know, that'd be funny. And like, roll, roll to his side. You know, roll to your side, and that's it. And then just like slowly get up. That would take away that impression well, that's, that's that what he's going to have. If he got up on his death. own power, I would have been fine. But like, he had but to be he, helped like, up and stuff like that. Was and like, he laid there like. Dead like still, dead like still on dying. his back. It was, it was so mishandled. That was mishandled. That, that was bothered up. me. That so was much. fucked up. I agree yeah, was, with that. I agree I, with that. Look, I'm not saying uh, there, there has its slight faults, but I could not bring the letter grade down to an A minus for me. I, I, no, I just knew no, I no, couldn't no. do it. I was like, no. I, there's some things in this movie that really bothered me. <laughs> that was one, but, of them. and that was one of those little things. But I really um, liked the, the the three Spider Men working together. There's so many like little oh, lines and so stuff good. like that. Now, okay, let me ask you about this. Yeah. Would you think of <laughs> Would you think of Spider Man one, two, and three, and how they chose to like number them? That was uh, really wacky. It didn't make any sense. Yeah, well, Tom Holland was one, right, and uh, Toby right. was two, and and Garfield was three, right? Uh, I think it's how it worked. Uh, drawn it's a blank now, but it's it's almost like the MCU ranked them. It's almost like Sony ranked them, where it's like you're you're ranked on your. It was profitability. a little wacky. It was a little wacky. <laughs> you were ranked on your profitability, <laughs> on how profitable you were to us. That's how you're. It must have been Avi Arad <laughs> who numbered them. <laughs> Actually, I think they initially did a numbering in the lab, and then we were on the tower. They re they redid the numbers differently another funny thing between the spider-man was uh toby mcguire making mention that like his back hurts and stuff like that which famously uh toby mcguire almost had to leave spider-man 2 and jake gyllenhaal almost took his place because of a back injury yeah yeah yeah. um so it's a little bit of a callback and i i I really liked that but then like andrew garfield's like right like you're like your center of your back it's like yeah and like they do like the back cracking thing and andrew garfield makes mention he's like i've always wanted brothers (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was so good so funny man, all that little stuff man it was so good like i think andrew garfield got a lot of payoffs by saving mj by by gotten by by you know by getting to mention that like also like these two spider-men that came through like andrew garfield's um peter parker he said like he became a very bitter 
Spider-Man because of it. They're both still operating as Spider-Man, but for them, like, you know, Amazing Spider-Man 2 was in 2014. So, like, they are two Spider-Men who had their respective runs as Spider-Man that's still ongoing, and they're coming through in what is the MCU time of 2023, and Tobey Maguire's coming through as 2023 Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. So he's had... He's been Spider-Man since 2002, like he was in real life. And same with Andrew Garfield. He's been Spider-Man since 2012 and now coming through to 2021. So like they've had careers, uh, probably more experienced than Tom Holland, uh, Spider-Man and stuff like that, uh, which I, I really liked. But it was weird because the villains were pulled out of their respective timelines minutes before they died. So the Alfred Molina version that's here is supposed to be the 2002 version of Alfred Molina or 2005 version of Alfred Molina, but he's here in 2021. But the version of Spider-Man that gets brought through is the 2023 version. You know, you, know, you get what I'm saying? Like the Spider-Man were brought through at the time that they were supposed to be brought through. And yeah. I guess it's because those characters didn't exist past that point because in their respective universes, they died at that time, which is why they got brought through at that time. But um, I, I thought that that was like kind of weird that like, you know, I'm supposed to pretend that Alfred Molina looks exactly the same as he did in 20, in 2005, but he doesn't look like he did in 2005. He looks very much like Alfred Molina. Well. 10, you know, know, 15 I, years later. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not looking too far into that shit. You don't. You don't have time to really look. It, that is like that type of like afterthought thing. Like when right, you go home right, and you think right. about the logistics of this movie and you're just like, like one of the things I thought about was like, well, Max Dillon didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man. So how did he even fucking wind up here? And then you have to just make the logical assumption that Max Dillon didn't die in Amazing Spider-Man 2. And must have learned that Peter Parker was Spider-Man somehow. And then he's being brought in at a later time because he doesn't have a weird comb over where he's not bald. He's not blue anymore. He, so, like, there's there's forgiveness that you have to give to it. And there is headcanon that you have to do to make, like, this whole plot work. And I'm weirdly okay with it. I think it's just because it's just, just the way it was just presented to me. I was like, fine. I'm fine with it. I understand that, that that that's a plot hole, but it's only a plot hole if I let it be. <laughs> and I'm just going to, I'm going to solve that plot hole for them in my own head and move on. And that's that's kind of like how I how, how I how I did it. It's kind of how how it worked for me, even though I know that like there's there is some plot holes here. I mean, like some some other Easter eggs, like you know, we we get we get the Miles Morales mentioned when uh, when. When, when uh, Electro says, I, you know, I always thought you were black, we get damage control returning who made their appearance in in Spider-Man, no, uh, in Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, and, you know, we get Happy Hogan returning. And uh, in the end credit scene, we get some big Easter eggs because we kind of get a payoff to Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage. Yep. So we had the scene where Tom Hardy Venom comes into the MCU and we're all like, oh my God. And I told everybody that like, don't get your expectations too high. That was filmed long after the No Way, the no Way Home movie was done filming. So it's probably not going to tie in that much. 
And I was right. It didn't tie in all that much. Uh, these end credit scenes are really not that big of a deal. <laughs> they have nothing to do with anything, really. It's just I, Venom I ranting on the really bar, essentially. the Tom Hardy one. And I, I, wanted I didn't care to like for it. it at all. He, uh, he he gets a crash course on the MCU. And the last one, to be honest, I just had to pee and I had to get back to work. Well, I'll, I'll go over <laughs> a little bit uh, towards the end. But essentially, Tom Hardy's Venom is there in the same, still on vacation, having a conversation with the bartender. Uh, the bartender is also football is life from, uh, from Ted Lasso, if you didn't notice, Jay. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Trust me. That was yeah. great. I love football that is part. life. <laughs> uh, if you watch Ted Lasso, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but anyway, he's, he, he gets a crash course. You know, he talks about the tin man and, and, and the giant green guy and stuff like that. And then of course, you know, Tom Holland presses the box and all everyone is brought back to their universes, which brings Tom Hardy's Venom back to his own universe. And as he goes, he leaves a drop of the symbiote on the bar, leaving a piece of the symbiote still in the MCU version of Spider-Man's universe. Now, the question will be, who will that piece attach to? Will it attach to Tom Holland in the future? And we will get the black suit. Uh, and that whole storyline. But I think because we've told that story before, I think it's more likely that that drop will attach itself to Flash Thompson, and we will get the Agent Venom version of Venom, which will be very interesting. Or the Mac Gargan, because Scorpion also exists in this universe as well. We saw him at the end uh, of Homecoming when he meets when he meets uh, Adrian Toomes, vulture so uh there's there's a lot of possibilities to get open with that but the thing that it did was it closed the book on tom hardy's version of eddie brock showing up it essentially like was just like i think so you all talked about this but it's not happening here it is and and it's almost like Sony was just like, yeah, we're not doing that. I mean, they could. It's just. It's not that the door is closed permanently. It's just. But the door is closed. It may not be locked, but it's closed. It just doesn't feel like it would fit. Mm-mm. You know? And how about, the, how about this? Remember, you actually strongly thought that Mysterio was going to be I in did. this movie. I did. I, I, was, I forgot to mention it almost. I, I, I remember almost, that, too. I was like, Dave but actually. I also said really I had two theories. Good, I yeah. said that there was five villains. And 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 obviously Spider Man fights the Sinister Six, and I said that there's two possibilities. I really thought Mysterio was going to come back. He didn't. I was wrong. That's that's what I wanted to happen. That's what I thought was going to happen. But that's not what happened at all. But I also said that Spider Man was the sixth member of the Sinister Six, and I was kind of right because he's on the side of the villains. Um. Okay. He didn't turn bad. I'm not saying he would, but there was no Sinister Six in this movie. It was just the five villains we got. It was just Lizard, Sandman, uh, Electro, Green Goblin, and Doc Ock. That's it. That's what it was. Kind of sad. <laughs> Honestly, I wish I wish there was a Sinister Six. I wish we got some big reveal that there was some big villain behind it all. But nope, it was just Spider-Man fucking up, and that's just the way the cookie crumbled. <laughs> but yeah. Which is fine because it's it's Spidey and he's a kid and he's got like repercussions and consequences of of what you know he's doing and what he's asking for. And then um, the other end credit scene was the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness trailer, which 
sets up everything that's going on there. There's not a whole lot to talk about. It was very much a teaser. He goes to Wanda Maximoff to ask for her help. So we do get confirmation that Chiwetel Ejiofor's Mordo is returning, uh, and he's obviously going to be an antagonist in that film. Uh, but they, they make you feel like that Wanda Maximoff is very much on the side of of Doctor Strange. And then the, the what what they really hit you with at the end is that version of Doctor Strange that was in the What If series, right? That version of Doctor Strange that that basically it took on so many of the demonic entities uh, to make himself more powerful, and he became like this supreme dark version of Doctor Strange. He's there. He's in that trailer. And you're meant to think that that's the main bad guy. And I feel like it's an MCU bait and switch. I think the main villain of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness is Wanda Maximoff. And I can't wait for that. I really hope so. Yeah. Uh, I really hope they take that character to dark places because in the comic books, that's where she, she created the House of M, this alternate universe where mutants were the supreme power on Earth. And uh, by the end of it, when when Wolverine has snapped her out of it, she whispers the phrase, no more mutants. And everything but 198 mutants were eradicated. And I think that by the end of Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, she's going to say something along the lines of like, let there be miracles. And I think we're going to get mutants introduced into the MCU. But I do think that Wanda Maximoff is the supreme bad guy in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I don't think it's that dark version of Doctor Strange that we got in What If that we see at the end of the trailer. But the trailer wants you to think that. They well, it's the beginning. That. It's the beginning. Yeah, it's know. a teaser. It's a teaser. Uh, but that that th- those are our two end credit scenes. But we get a final scene with Spider-Man in this, Jay, that I really loved. I was in love with this final scene. Um, Spider-Man, you know, after after it's all done and everyone has to forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. No one knows that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. I have questions. Like, there's tons of videos of jake well not just that nobody knows who peter parker is exactly no one knows who peter parker is you know mj doesn't know so i wonder how the spell works though because like because people people like like it's the spell can't erase what's already there so like people just have to ignore like people have to like go blank so like if they're scrolling youtube and they see a j jonah jameson thing that says like peter parker is spider-man like people have to like eventually just essentially go blank and be like i didn't hear that i don't know what he just said (laughs) you know what i mean it doesn't scrub the internet and remove that stuff but it it causes people to just sheen over it and i saw someone say it's it's very much like the way like an obliviate spell works in uh harry potter like you can see that content again and hear that peter parker is spider-man but your brain is not going to comprehend what's being told to it it's just going to ignore it and move on from it and that's the way like the spell is going to have to kind of work but after all this now mj and ned both get into mit and peter has this ultimate plan like he is going to remind them who he is and he is going to re-enter their lives and he's just going to pick up where he left off and unfortunately 
he realizes after looking at the the band-aid on MJ's head that like my presence in their life hurts them so I can't be in their life so he exits their life uh you know seemingly for us Ned and MJ are done in this version of Spider-Man and Tom Holland moves on alone and goes and gets his own one bedroom apartment where he shits in a toilet that is literally in his kitchen. <laughs> As many who live in New York know that pain. Uh, and it's very similar to, to the first apartment that Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker gets in, in Spider-Man in Spider-Man two and three. Um, but anyway, he, you know, he, he goes off on his own. And what I love about this is the, the the level of detail that they show us, like they show him using an app on his cell phone to listen to a police scanner. And they show a sewing machine where he used different materials of spandex and sewed them together and made his own spider suit. And he goes out there Swinging around with zero Stark tech, there is no, you know, Karen. Yeah, there's no help. There's yeah. no Karen in his head anymore, like he had in in Homecoming. You know, there's no. He's swinging around in the snow, and you remember when he got wet and he was freezing, and and Stark activated the heater in his suit, and he goes, "Oh, that's nice. That's not there anymore. He's cold when he's swinging. <laughs> if it's cold outside, he feels it." You know, there's no insta kill. There's no four arms that are coming out. He is a Spider Man with all the abilities that come with it in a spandex suit and, and that's that it. alone. Yeah. Classic. Old school. And original. Classic. The outfit is fucking Steve Ditko's drawing of it from nineteen sixty three. It is the original Spider Man outfit that he's in. You know, royal, you know, dark royal blue on red and he's swinging through the city. And I was just like, this is like they are fixing my biggest problem with Spider-Man in the MCU was that like being Spider-Man in the MCU, he got everything up front. You know what I mean? Like, sure, he wore the hoodie with the goggles and stuff like that early on, but like he got the Stark tech, he got like all this stuff. Like he was so technologically advanced so early on that I, I never got to get to know the Peter Parker that was the brilliant, you know, young scientist who made his own web shooters and stuff like that, who, who made his own costume. Like I never got to that, that DIY version of Spider-Man that I felt like I got into comics reading them. And here by the end, Tom Holland is that. He is that DIY Spider-Man. He's that dude that that put a bunch of spandex together, sewed it together, and is web-swinging through the city, ready to fight the next villain. Oh, yeah. That I was perfect. That. It was great. It was I great. I love that ending. And I was just like... And it made me hopeful for, like, I, I wonder what they're going to do next for it. And that brings me to the thing I was discussing earlier. My big fear is that, For like, me, I just like the piece of it. I thought it was just a beautiful piece reset. I didn't oh, I have to worry about... I didn't overly think about, like, what's next. I realized it definitely opened up, a, uh, you know, the door for a lot of different potential. It does. But, it does. Um I really like the reset of like just getting back to the the core, 
and origins of and Spider-Man i said that you know Parker. i said in all of our Charles park breakdowns that like where i had thought that the deal between disney uh, and sony had completed and i told you that by the end of this movie we were going to get spider-man in a reset version where sony can just take their ball which is spider-man and go home and i assumed that that's what they were going to do he is signed on for three more Spider-Man movies, and he does have some MCU appearances to come. So that's not entirely true. However, that is what they wound up doing in this movie. And that comes to my fear, is that when he appears in the MCU next, or in the next movie, they're going to just undo this ending so quickly, where they're going to be like, oh, there's this kid, Spider-Man. It's like, no one knows who that is. And it's like, oh, I got a quick fix for that. And snap the fingers and boom now everyone remembers that peter parker is spider-man and it's like uh, he's back like i worry that like there's going to be such a quick fix to this to this ending that it cheapens the way this movie feels at the end i hear you i think they're gonna i don't know we'll see i did that that's it's gonna happen one way or another it just depends on how they handle it you know yeah i mean I, i i feel like if you handle it you don't cheapen <laughs> you don't cheapen this experience sure sure i i i fully am, am on board with it but there's so many fucking things in motion you know there's so many balls in the air juggling around and i i think they as long as they keep that continuity solid rock solid and strong and understand that spidey's thread is the most important thread to keep rock solid it because is. that's the most profitable most successful most fan favorite you gotta stick with that I'm, I'm going to end our true. conversation on Spider-Man here. I think me and Jay both really enjoyed the movie. I think it, it did a lot for Spider-Man, um, for Tom Holland. I think it did a lot as well. I, I look forward to what they're going to be doing from here on out with the character. But I want to talk about something else before we get out of here, Jay. Because uh, this is spoilers, so it's now spoilers for Hawkeye. We now know that Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin is very much a part of the Hawkeye series. And in this movie, Tom Holland was being defended by Matt Murdock. And oh, someone throws a brick. How could I forget? Through sure. Spider-Man's window. And he catches it. And Spider-Man goes, how'd you do that? And they leave I'm it at very that. very good lawyer. <laughs> and they leave it at that. But now, in the MCU... We have both the return of Vincent D'Onofrio's Kingpin and we have the return of Matt Murdock Daredevil, but in two completely different <laughs> mediums. How do we bring these two together? It's not as <laughs> difficult we, as you think. It's what is not, great is like Kingpin is everyone's villain, right? He he is Hawkeye's he is Hawkeye's villain. Of course villain, he right? is. But he's also Spider Man's villain. He's the mob villain. leader. He's also the, the Punisher's head. villain. Of he's also like he's he's every, it, it makes it makes sense. And he's such a good villain and, and Vincent does such a brilliant job. I can would we just, love to see him in the next Can we the just say movie. that like the next Spider-Man villain is Kingpin and the next Punisher villain is Kingpin. Oh, be <laughs> the so next good. Echo villain is Kingpin. I'm on and board. the next everyone's villain is Kingpin. I don't even care. Just throw Vincent D'Onofrio against every motherfucker that you got. Bring it. Fucking who who's who's Moon Knight going to be fighting in the Moon Knight series when that comes out? Kingpin. <laughs> 
Why not? He even look good next everybody. to Oscar Isaac. It'd be good. Yeah, everybody. Just fucking throw, throw Vincent D'Onofrio's kingpin at everybody. Let them see him all fucking coming, bro. I don't even care. I just, like, I was so stoked when I saw that. Jay, like, the rumors have been out there for so long that kingpin was gonna appear in the hawkeye tv series and i wasn't convinced until episode five when the fight is happening uh between hawkeye and echo and they are fighting at fat man motors and that's when i looked at laura and i went fuck it the rumors are true kingpin is in this fucking series and she goes how do you know and i was like it's called fat man motors and she goes so and i was like there is a 19 fucking 83 station wagon on sale for $23,000. If that's not a mob front business, I don't know what the fuck is. And she goes, you're nuts. The end of that, the end of that episode came and they show that, that Kate Bishop's mother is having a conversation with fucking Kingpin. And she looked at me and she went, how the fuck do you do this? And I went, it's what I fucking do. Mic drop. <laughs> I I cannot wait for for Daredevil and Kingpin to fucking just go at each other, man. Like I'm in my head, I'm building a universe where Daredevil, Spider-Man, the Punisher, we get this like, you know, this whole like New York grassroots superhero crew together to take on the Kingpin and all of his fucking lackeys and cronies. I fucking want that, man. I want that on Disney Plus. And it's everything that that we wanted the Defenders to be. And I want it to happen. And like it's so weird that just these just these two things, you know, like uh Vincent D'Onofrio's back as Kingpin in the MCU and Matt Murdock's back. And like maybe the the two shall never meet and it's like, come on, Kevin Feige, don't fuck with me. You know goddamn well these two are gonna fucking meet. How can they not? Three seasons. I watch them go toe-to-toe. It's got to happen again. Oh, I hope so. I, I think so. It's just too good. It was too solid. Why not Why not start stretching the limits? You know? Bring yeah. them out. I think the, the future of Spider-Man is there as well. I, you know, Sp- Kingpin is a is a huge villain for Spider-Man. A uh, huge villain for a lot and of And luckily, Vince is not terribly old, so he can play this for years. Oh, he could, play his, he could play his character for a while. He could play his character for a while. Uh, and I, I look forward to it. I mean, I wonder where Spider-Man is going from here, right? Like uh, MJ's out of his life. Ned's out of his life. That may be something that they continue with for a while. That leaves the door open for your Harry Osborns, for your Black Cats, for your Silver Sables, for your, you know, for, for, for a lot of stuff that you know, Spider-Man has so much outside of 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 MJ and and his you know circle of friends like i i look forward to what they do with him in the future do i think they'll circle back around to zendaya yeah i think they will but i look forward to like the movie the the standalone spider-man movie that has nothing to do with a tony stark or a dr stephen strange or 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 or, or mj yeah or mj I, i i i could do a pass with that or even without the ever presence of a Captain America, right? I mean, the whole end fight happens around the giant Captain America shield. Yeah. And I started our conversation off by saying that Jay was wrong for being on Dr. Strange's side because we don't trade in lives because that's what Captain America says. Sorry, sir. 
captain's orders. But I, I mean, I look forward to a Spider-Man story outside of the MCU and I, I, I kind of want Sony to do it, but I also wanted to circle back around and I want him to come back into the MCU at some point because Spider-Man's part of a greater universe. The MCU is part of a greater universe. And, you know, we spent so much time with Fox owning these characters and Sony owning these characters and Lionsgate owning that character and Disney owning these characters. And it, we're, we're, we're to the point where all of them are now kind of all under the same umbrella. And I want them to have their solo adventures. And I want to see that stuff because I want every character to stand on its own before it stands next to another character. But I also want this livable universe because that's the world I lived in growing up with comic books. You know, like I could buy a Spider-Man issue 513 and Spider-Man is fighting the fucking kangaroo. That's a real Spider-Man villain, by the way. Uh, but the next issue, Spider-Man fucking 514, he teams up with Daredevil or he teams up with Captain America or Wolverine. I want both possibilities to be there. I want the each studio to go off and make their own thing, but then also be able to come back and do their big events as well. So I look forward to what's going on in the future, man. Uh, this movie fucking blew me away is what it comes down to. And it opened my eyes to the possibility of what could come in the future. And I hope to God that we get more. And I love the idea of Tom Holland's Spider-Man being the grassroots Spider-Man that I grew up with. It's it's what I it's what it was always my biggest problem with the MCU was that he wasn't that grassroots Spider-Man. And now he is. And uh if I had uh, someone asked me on Twitter this week uh to rank the Spider-Man and stuff like that and I said can't do it. But I'll tell you this. Best Peter Parker, Tom Holland. Best Spider-Man, Andrew Garfield. One that puts them all together and blows everybody out of the water into the Spider-Verse. Miles Morales. Best Spider-Man that's ever been put on film. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. That's a fair assessment. I'm 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 good with that. I'm good with that. It's a leap of faith, Jay. Like that's every time I talk about Spider-Man, like that's 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 what it comes down to. Like that that Jake Johnson line. Like it's a it's a leap of faith, Miles. You just have to take it. I, I love that line so much. It was so good. It's so good. Like, uh, I love I that cannot, movie too. It's, I cannot wait for Across the Spider-Verse, man. It looks so good. And this movie did nothing but make me more excited for it because it's all Spider-Man and it's all gravy and it's all groovy, baby. And I fucking love it. I love it. So I want to thank all you guys for listening. If you want to reach out to us, all the links are in the episode description. You can reach out to us. I'm back. I'm active on Twitter, so you can reach out to me there, at SuperRubyPod. Uh, I'm still on Instagram, at SMBDave on there. Also, at SMB, I'm sorry, at Super underscore Movie underscore Bros to reach Jay on Instagram. Uh, and of course, leave a message on the hotline. Yeah, are there a ton of Easter eggs that me and Jay left on the table undiscussed? Fuck yeah, there are. So many, but we ain't got the time to break them all down. And uh, there's plenty of other nerds out there who are going to break them down. Me and Jay, are, we're just all about the feels, man. We want to talk about how each of them made us feel. That's what it's all about. So uh, reach out to us. We have a uh, we have a hotline that's in the description. You can reach out to us. Tell us how this movie made you feel, because that's what it's all about. I, I know. Thank- I want to hear. 
Yeah, I, I want to hear, man. I want to hear how this movie made you guys feel. I want to hear the detractors. I want to hear the one person that's out there that's just like... Shit all over it. It wasn't for but me. But you better defend it. Defend it your point of view that you don't think it's good. That's what I want. That's Yeah. I, I, I want to hear I want, your reasonings. I want to hear that person now. Because I, I've i heard a few people out there that are just like, oh, wah, 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 wah. you know what I mean? And it's like, but but they always... They, they 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 never come you know at it. They're always like, oh, it's just nostalgia. It's just it's and it's like I'm sick of that argument, man. Nostalgia makes it's, me. That's feel not good. an argument. That is not an argument. Nostalgia makes me feel good. Nostalgia if it is works, a, is a the, viable that's, emotion. That's, that that literally has nothing to do with anything in this movie. Yes, it does pack a punch in that realm, but the whole story is wrapped around the fact that fucking different. Uh, realms are coming together into tom holland's world so of course naturally not just the villains are going to come out but the peter parkers of that world is going to come as well i know so it, it makes it, sense it within the stories, you know and and you know they all did a phenomenal job with and it was fun to see comes great responsibility spider-man's on the same screen and 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 talk through their own shit that yeah. they're dealing with individually separately within their own separate franchises it's and it beautiful. didn't matter. It was so well balanced. It was great. And which and whichever Spider Man you were, no matter what they were dealing with, with great power came great responsibility, and with great loss came another step forward. It didn't matter. They just all kept going, and that's, that's what it means to be Spider Man is just to get back up. And that's all like Dave's going to do after COVID. So I can do this all day. So I want to thank you guys for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.